Oh, trendsetters, welcome to episode 594 of the Trains Move podcast. My name is Tim Egg. And like always, if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or you can just send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Follow my training at coronavirus.com. Yeah, and you know, we've got, what, six more questions before I hit episode 600, and so... I was going to say, jump on, definitely come up with all sorts of good questions. Be super selfish about it and jump on through to the website. But there's no huge rush because I think um, I might be the best part of a week before I do another episode because I just it's time commitments. But that gives you a little bit more time to be super thoughtful with your questions. Now, uh, today's question comes from Brendan who writes... Uh, with a busy, with a busy, often stressful family work life, how does these additional stresses impact training? Is there a way to measure this, and should it be part of the of your performance management chart as an add-on to the fatigue slash acute training load, even even though it's not training? So yes, stress can be, um, high levels of stress can be the biggest killer of performance out there. That most definitely. There's a few different types of yeah, you know, three main different types of stresses. So you've got um, physical stress, emotional stress, and chemical stress. And while not all of it's bad, it can can definitely be bad. Um, so. There is ways of measuring it, and you, you've and there's many different points of measuring that you can you can go off. You can go, well, I feel, you know, I feel crap. You know how you feel that day, um, your level of tiredness, your you know all all sorts of different things. But we'll get into it. But the, the one thing that impressed me is the measuring of my heart rate variability (HRV). I, I think that's, um, and I'm getting a lot more athletes that I coach really dive, get really taking on it. It's like um, run power meters in recent years, more and more athletes, uh, more and more triathletes are getting it and seeing the benefits from it. So it's to me, it's very similar. A lot more athletes are getting HRV. It, and it's not only for, you know, athletes, it's just can be good for general health as well it's but that's been interesting i got mine um i wanted to make sure i get it like that 12 or so weeks out from iron man and because because i wanted to collect as much data as i possibly could or collect as much information as i possibly could so i got mine it must have been around february or thereabouts and it, i i looked at it i you know was fascinated by it i was trying to learn as i was progressing through my training program but i didn't change anything within my training it was very much this is my program i'm sticking to it and you know give or take if i feel like crap i'm cutting the intensity out um so you know something happens within work or family i you know i'll make my you know change things around or whatever but in general i i, I did my best to it, it never guided my training I did make the the effort is once Ironman was over, I wanted to test that um, guided HRV type of training and see see how that goes, what that's all about, and it, do I feel any benefits from it. Um, and my theories have 
evolved significantly since getting it. Like before, get actually getting getting it and measuring my HRV every day. Um, I'd read a lot, I'd heard a lot, I'd seen a lot on um, videos and stuff, but I didn't didn't have that actual practical. You know, I've got my grubby little hands around this. I did do the odd, um, the you know, a lot of a lot of. Um, you know, you wake up, you go to the toilet, you go back to bed, you put your heart rate strap on and you measure your um, HRV for over the next five minutes. I did that a couple of times. Out, I couldn't. I, I thought, bugger this, I'm not doing this ever again. Not only was it an irritation to me because I, I got into the habit of once my alarm goes off, I roll out and I, I get going. I don't hang around whatsoever. So it, that was mucking around with that little system of mine, um, and also because I'm generally get up, but my alarm goes off. I get up, or I generally get wake up moments before my alarm gets off. It goes off ninety percent of the time. Um, but jumping back into bed, my wife, you know, that's that's not a pretty sight. Waking waking a wife up. So I um, I did it a few times and I thought, bugger this, never do it, never do it again. And so I, I got a, a whoop and so I've got that measuring throughout, you know, that constant measurement. Or um, um, what is that ring called? Um, God's sake, I've got a mind blank now. Um, I'll come to me in a second. And uh, anyway, yeah. Um, so measuring measuring my HRVs become a whole lot easier, and so once I started um, training again and looking at um, the value, you know, looking at my resting heart rate, looking at my HRV every day, um, I was planning my training around around that. I had a, a an idea of what what I wanted to achieve. And and I just kind of went off that. That that's evolved over over um, over the weeks, months, over definitely over the last month or two. It that's evolving, um, and I could probably go into that. I I should actually do a couple of um, episodes on. Um, I'm going way off topic here, but I really should do a couple of episodes on the podcast on um, data and information. I probably call it the Transmove University. Where I can go in more into depth in what types of um, data there is, why is it important, what, how you can use it, um, for, from you know training stress scores, acute training loads, um, all, all, all that sort of good stuff. I could, um, but I reckon I could do like almost one or two episodes purely on HRV. But anyway. Um, HRV is a really good indicator for measuring stress. Um, I d- I'm at the stage now where I don't change any training sessions, and but I use it as a um, a data uh, one point uh, that will tell me whether I need to change it or not. So if it's if my HRV is high, in theory, I'm I'm really good to add load for the day. If it's low, well then you know you need to back the intensity off and and recover. 
um, I look at more rolling averages now, and but I look at my resting heart rate. Now, resting heart rates is a, is a funny little thing as well. So, for instance, if my resting heart rate was way high and my HRV is way low, I've woke up, I'm feeling a bit crap. The day before the session, you know, I've had to cut the intensity out of the session because I wasn't feeling it. Well, now it's time to take a day off or maybe spend the rest of the week, you know, spinning easy to recover. Um, but resting heart rates is one of those things where I, I, was, I would often measure resting heart rates for, for, for years. And generally, um, and it, but it, but I've very quickly learned how easy it is to manipulate your resting heart rate. So you, my my wearable will tell me my resting heart rates generally in the in the lower fifties. But if I, I I just lie there and control my breathing, I can get my heart rate low my heart rate down into the very very low you know 41 42 beats a minute that's not my resting heart rate but but i can get it down to there pretty quickly my resting heart rate measuring it throughout the entire night is in the um, lower 50s but uh, that's I'm, I'm i'm wandering off here big time um so yes if you're training and um you wake up you you look at as much information as you can before making the decision what to do so let's say you've got you wake up tuesday morning you got a vo2 max session that you've got to do work's been stressful the day before you your eating hasn't been that far from impressive you've been eating a whole lot of crap you're not getting good sleep you're woke up you're, you're pretty tired Right, now what am I going to do? I jump on the bike and start the session. So at least go, right, I'm going to do the warm-up. See how you're going there. Once you get the warm-up done, are you still feeling tired? Are you still feeling the crap? Right, I'm feeling, I'm, I just haven't got it. My resting heart rate's a little bit higher. My HRV's a little bit lower. I'm just going to make this session an easy session. So you're now keeping keeping this ride, if we're talking zones, in zone one just spinning those legs around if you get 24 minutes in you can't stop yawning you feel like crap unclip your unclip your pedals and just jump straight into bed call it a day and, and have the rest of the day off and see what happens the next day um, but pushing through sometimes is really good um, but definitely not um, a lot of the time so it's a matter of just um, trying to gather as much information to make that decision. Now, if you, I'm not a fan of. Um, I'm a bit tired today. I'm a bit fatigued. I think I might have tomorrow off. You have tomorrow off. You might wake up and you might be able to have achieved that training session quite well that that next day. Now you've missed out on a full day of training. Um, so I'm not a generally a fan of that. I would have I would prefer the athlete to at least start the sh start the session, or at minimum go into the day thinking I've got a ride to do, and then look at the, what's happening. Oh, my heart rate's you know crap. My HRV's crap. My you know my diet's crap. Work's just an absolute nightmare at the moment. I, I'm you know the, yesterday's ride really took it out of me. I'm just feeling tired. I want to go to bed. 
then then by all means have that rest day. But uh, I think until you actually walk into that re- um, day, you and unless it's penciled into your program, and then if it is, there's a good reason for it. I think you should at least have that mindset: is I got to ride tomorrow, or I got to run tomorrow, or and at least wake up with that mindset. Um, and it, and it can be hard, um, but I think that that's an important important aspect. And then you can make your mind up as as the day progresses, what's going on. Um, but I, HRV testing it, it's become become a bit cheaper. You know, there's a, a good app if you have got a decent phone. Um, HR what's it, HRV for training? I think it's like sixteen or twenty dollars or whatever to buy it. You can measure your um, on, measure your HRV every day that way. It's it's pretty reasonable. Also, you can get it now. One thing I'm a bit a big fan of, um, and anyone who's been following me on Strava at the moment will see. Um, I've been doing what I've been calling math training. It's not fully math training, but it's yeah, a lot of the volume has been heart rate based. You could with these um, with measuring HRV, um, in keeping especially the ones that have wearables. You can um, they'll give you your aerobic threshold zone, um, or um, let's call it zone two. The, the actual number, what you, what it should be, and it's pretty. It's even closer than what math zones are. So, for instance, that math um, maximum aerobic, th- uh, maximum aerobic function it stands for, um, created by Dr. Phil Maffetone. Um, he's he's come up with a couple of really good concepts. Uh, slow weights is a really really good concept for the time crunched athletes that want to do strength training but that's a different um podcast um so basically what it is is 180 minus your age um give or take five or two five or so beats depending on your um injury on your level of fitness aerobic um are you injury prone have you are you coming back from injuries what's your um, athletical year it gives or take a little bit um but it will give you that and so it the goal is just to try and hang in that particular zone, particular heart rate range. The, these um, people that are able to get the HRV, you can get these numbers even closer. While math is gives you a ballpark figure, this kind of gets you on the pitch. Um, and I was... Um, uh, and it's been tested a few times by um, Dr. Um, Dan Plews. He did some tests on it, in, in particular um, on Whoop, um, Aura Ring, Aura Ring, Aura Ring, that's it. Uh, I knew I'd come up with it. And um, HRV for training. And to see how close these these were. And he said between those and lab testing, they're pretty spot on. Um, so the, the, there's some comfort with that. Um, so that that's another benefit. I, and I've I've veered right off on topic here. I do apologise, but yeah. Anyway, I, I'm I've um, carried on like a, a long enough. You guys are probably if you guys are still here and haven't tuned out. Fair dinkum, you you guys need lives. But anyway, I'm very pleased that you're here. 
Until next episode, hooroo.